It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The Jane Carroll Show is live Mondays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and available anytime on your favorite apps and at thejanecarrollshow.com. Shall we begin? Five, four, three, two, one. Right about now. She's the first lady of talk radio, and she knows politics. Want to take on Jane Carroll? We highly encourage you. Toll free, 888-314-0440. The Jane Carroll Show. Please listen carefully. Good evening, everybody, and welcome uh, to the Carroll Show. Nice to be with you for the next uh, 90 minutes, and we'll be on till 8.30 p.m. Pacific time, and that's 11.30 p.m. East Coast time. We've got a lot to talk about tonight, as always. Uh, never a, a dull moment. Um, I, I, I do have to share one thing quick before we're joined by uh, Skip, the man of the people, to talk about the issues of the day. Uh, I got this, I got this uh, message today and uh, from our good friend and a regular contributor to the program, the, of his ESP, Extra Sandini Perception segment. Uh, Dan Santini sent me this, that Trump was back on Twitter. And I said, oh, wow, I, I found that a little bit not real credible. But it, there it was with the Trump photo, logo, Twitter, Twitter thing and everything. And to paraphrase it, basically, Trump was uh, mocking Joe Biden for blaming his, his dog for um, leaving poop on the White House Floor and that that was a real tacky thing for, for, for Joe to do, to blame his dog for something he had done himself. And I said, oh, my Lord. No wonder they let him back on Twitter, because that would make him look like a totally a jerk for Trump to write that. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that's humor in a, among, you know, at, when you're having a beer. But it's not the kind of thing that a president of the United States tweets. And, yeah, Trump is not the usual guy but i wrote him back i said is this true because if it is trump the only reason twitter ran it was because it makes trump look like a jerk jerk and he wrote me back april fools he got me he got me good (laughs) he did i said i'm taking things a bit too seriously and uh it it didn't make me laugh so thank you dan but you did get me i gotta admit i i bought it not completely because i thought this Trump can't be this stupid. You know, there's times Trump does some things that you go, oh, that's a bit too far. This was just, well, tacky, 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 tacky. All right. Happy April Fool's Day to uh, Skip, the man of the people. Hi, Skip. Did you get, did you get uh, uh, your leg pulled today? Oh, no, no. I pulled a lot of legs, so. (laughs) I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Uh, yeah, let's see if uh, I'll, I'll bring up. Uh, let's see if I can 
anyway, anyway, there was a lot of uh, it, there's just a lot of stuff going on, you know. Just uh, I, you don't know what to what to think about. But some of the stuff that's going on though is is actually for real. No, and, most uh, of the stuff. That's why these things are credible because you read this stuff and you go, that cannot be true, and it is. Well, yeah, I mean, like uh, they're they're talking about giving twenty thousand dollars to each family or something that's coming across the border. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here's here's some of them that I wrote out to people. Just to, I said, did you see the headlines today? And I put down, uh, Joe Biden uh, takes moves to to fire teachers not returning to classrooms. So I try to make <laughs> it so it's a little bit believable. And I put Hillary Clinton caught on hot mic saying, no way did Joe get eighty near near eighty million votes, uh, but Trump probably did. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I had that one. Did anybody bite? Oh, you know, some some people just what? You know, just, and I put Nancy Pelosi was caught with a twenty-two Magnum in her purse. <laughs> uh, and you know, and then but uh, the media, I put. You didn't know that because the media wouldn't cover it. Well, yeah, but see, somebody would, you know, just so yeah. that you know they they know a lot of, a lot of these people know that I look Speaking at of all Nancy kinds Pelosi. of sites. Speaking and of then Nancy I, Pelosi, and then I, I put. Uh, oh, oh, I put down uh, Joe Biden or Jill Biden was. Uh, Connected to an underage boys in a sex scandal. She's a sex, sex trafficker, sort of like Matt yeah, Gaetz. Let's see. And you Susan know, Rice. You know, oh. we, you know, when we we talked about this the other night at the conservative council, but when you and that was and the Matt Gates story had just broken before we just before we went on the air, and it, the, the first headline I wrote: Matt Gates caught in sex trafficking, and I'm yeah. going, oh wow. You know, to me, sex trafficking is what's happening on the border. They're bringing up these young women, raping them along the way, and then selling them into prostitution. That's what sex trafficking is to me, underage girls. And, and, and what the allegation here is, which I don't, which he's denying completely, but is that he took, uh, that he dated, a, when he was single, he dated somebody that was 17 years old and bought her to uh, out of state and and allegedly had a sexual relationship with her. Now, I don't know if that's been established. We've heard all the details about blackmail and all that kind of stuff and the, and the media uh, turning on him um, big time. And, and quite candidly, more than a few uh, Republicans are going, oh, well, if he's this is true, he's he's, he's gone. You know, uh, that, hedging, and I doubt this is true. What? They're hedging their bets there, though. It's a, if this yeah. is true, if that, because all those stories are written with uh, – Probable uh, could be, uh, you know, they're, they're all they all have the the connecting yeah, but, words. But that you know what's interesting to impossible. me is 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 if somebody, for example, yeah, everybody's looking out for their own, but the Republicans are are, and everybody's very careful. But you know, they weren't like that that with Cuomo at first. At first, people going, oh no, no, he's a great guy, he's he's yeah. he's he's a saint, blah blah blah, until the stuff started to get overwhelming, and then. But I haven't heard one person go, you know, I know Matt Gates. I, I, I'm not going to believe this until it's proven. I, I, that's what I would if, – if somebody called and said that about you, that's what I'd say. I don't believe it. I, I don't yeah. believe that Skip is involved in sex trafficking until yeah. – and you'd really have to go a long way to uh, – but to me, sex trafficking isn't what that – what he's alleged to have done. It's yeah. tacky, it, and it is a crime in some places, uh, but uh, – um, it's, it's not well, sex you know, trafficking. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking of, of the, in the same kind of definition that you are is I'm thinking of rings of people that are, uh, uh, bringing in 
young women to be put into prostitution rings yeah. where they have no control over their own destiny or anything like that. And then the other side of that would be if uh, if guys that were were uh, of that persuasion or whatever were knowingly uh, purchasing or paying for young girls that they knew were in that ring. You know, see, so there is a double-sided sword there uh, where, where, you know, you'd have to take responsibility if you were aware. Yeah, of and but the allegation with Gates at its worst wasn't that he was shelling out money to any woman, that, but that no. he was, he was if, if, and he said, you know, if I take a woman on a vacation, I pay for her. If I yeah, take a woman well, to dinner, I pay, not pay for her services, pay, I pay, I pick up the bill. And, um, you know, that's sort of refreshing in this day and age, actually. <laughs> but uh, Well, yeah, it is. But you notice how quickly everybody's running from this story now? You, you know, I heard a lot about it uh, two days ago, and then less today. I mean, there's still a few uh, minor things here. But evidently, he's he's demanding that some recordings be uh, be uh, released, released that, that the FBI evidently has. So that that makes it yeah, they, right they away. It, for those that don't know, they, his his dad, who was a wealthy man, was contacted by these blackmail people. Said, "If you don't give us twenty five million dollars, we're going to expose your son, uh, Congressman Matt Gates, as a as a sexual deviant." Blah 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 blah. And they went to the government. They went to the Justice Department to report this. And one of the people allegedly involved in the setup works at the Justice Department. And they 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 t- put a wire on him, and that's the tape they'd like to have back. Now I'm having a little bit of a hard time believing they didn't get a copy of that tape, but uh, I certainly would have if I been wiretapped to get information. I'd I'd want a backup well, copy. And Gates is an attorney, so it's not like he's yeah. naive well, about these things. He brought out some other stuff this afternoon. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there. But he's got some other evidence that he's bringing out right now. Good. And evident, evidently, the guy that that's supposedly working with the FBI or had been working with the FBI is in a private law firm now too. And now, naturally, those guys, as soon as they he says anything, they're they're threatening to sue and everything. But they always do that, you know, because all of a sudden their law firm's going to be in in a in a, a deep doo doo. But I I would um, Gates came out. I mean, he got right out ahead of the thing immediately, and uh, didn't didn't cower. Didn't uh, yeah. you know? I mean. He, you don't know what what they're saying or anything. Now, as far as uh, him, now some people that watched him the other night when and and that was the first time I I'd heard about it was on. Uh, well, first I heard about it on uh, saw it on uh, a release on a left wing site, and then uh, I heard him on on with uh, Tucker Carlson, and he did seem scared. And and he's not usually a guy that seems scared to me. So, well, but I would be petrified too if I was being accused of this. I would be yeah, petrified. That's what I'm saying. Is he's getting his feet underneath him. But the story was just breaking then too. So as far as you know, he was denying the parts that he that he certainly could deny, which would be that that uh, that if he had any women travel with him, that he paid for him, and also he he undeniably said there was nobody 17 or anything like that. Now the chances are he's uh, I don't know how long he's been in politics and, and in kind of thing, but it's probably a thing where, uh, um, you know, so he's, so he's 32 and he's got some gal that's 20 or 21 traveling with him, you know, um, that kind of thing happens and all this kind of stuff, you know, it just, it, it, it all depends on what, what's going to go on. But we also have to, there's one thing that, that I keep, uh, I did this with Monica Lewinsky too, because it was one of the things that really kind of annoyed me and not, not 
no, I, I thought it was, it was, um, it was in bad taste and, and it's not something that, that, that I think, uh, most guys would want to do or anything like that. But Bill Clinton was basically having a truce with, with somebody the age of his daughter, almost, you know, uh, or somewhere in there. But all these people made a big deal about how Monica Lewinsky was, was so much younger than him. Hey, the woman was over the age of consent. And if she was over the age of consent, I'm really sorry. You either have to say that people can consent at that age or they don't, you know, I mean, uh, and I'm just looking at it from a legal standpoint. Oh, gosh. She more than consented. She was a enthusiastic well, partner. Yeah. And, and but you know, the, but, but a, the a issue, man with power and stuff, you know. Yeah. The, that's the issue, though. That's that's the issue isn't whether it was consensual. The issue was that the most powerful man on the planet who has somebody working in his administration well, and, and has see, sex with her. That is that is that but is that. But see, there was the there was the rub, is that they're going after the age thing, and they're making it all about age and all oh, bad taste and and you know maybe a little bit of bad judgment and everything. But they took that that took away from she was in his direct line of uh, of of uh, command or whatever you might say. You know, in other words, he she worked for him, uh, even if it's indirectly. She worked in those departments and everything. And if that would have been a guy in normal business, and he would have been. Uh, um, you know, doing the copy girl or something, uh, they would have drummed me right out and he'd have been in lawsuits and all kinds of things. But to you know? see, he was not impeached for having sex with a, right. a legally aged young lady about the same age as his daughter while his wife and daughter were upstairs. Um, right. that's, that, that's tacky, but it's not right. illegal. It is potentially, right. if she wanted to file a case of sexual harassment or other employees felt that it was a hostile work environment because she was getting advantages that they were not. And remember, his secretary was sneaking her in and, and after hours yeah. and all that, those kinds of things. There's a lot of people that knew about it. Yeah. yeah so, so that was willing. But the big issue, what he got impeached for, was he lied about it under oath. Right. And that's, uh, yeah, and that's, you know, that's, you know, they took his the, law and license. he lied in the Paula Jones case. Right. Yeah. And that, and see, those are all the things that got got because the press will not cover it that way. That's kind of what's happening in a Cuomo in a way. You know, here he's lying about all this stuff about putting the the people out there in the in the nursing homes and he's doing all this other stuff. They got him all that. What do they keep doing? They keep bringing up the stuff about sex. Yeah, and most you people know, go. I mean, I think a lot of people, at least fifty percent of the people in New York, say he shouldn't quit. Well, uh, and, and, I, and, and, and one of the things, I mean, I've heard people go, well, look, you know, he's a single guy is, you know, uh, the, the women, uh, wasn't that he was raped, but it clearly the, these, a lot of these women were made very uncomfortable by this. And I think there are probably many more that didn't like his, uh, uh, I, the way, the way well, he treated them. Well, I think we still ought to start a pool with that. You know, I think, uh, let's see, I think we should, uh, start a pool in a couple of ways is. How many women will come out against uh, uh, Como, and then how many women will be legitimate and, and others be disproven, and then uh, how many deaths did he cause in the in the nursing homes? See, we could have a pool at all those, you know. So, and eventually, well, I think the nursing out. home thing is, and I think the sex thing has been a not a desirable trans, uh, you know, trying to get you off the, you know that topic is has been very effective at diminishing that. Although, you know, I, I, I do hear more people talking about it and, you know, his abuse of Janice Dean, his staff's abuse of, of Janice that, Dean for 
that's where he's got the problems. You know, it's right there. People have, and see, people that have been around him, that have worked with him and everything, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like John McCain. Everybody knew about John McCain's temper. They, they tried not to talk about it, but every once in a while you'd see it a little bit. And I guess he just used to just go off the handle, just, I mean, like a rainy maniac. Where you oh, just no, he was unbalanced, talk. according yeah, to and, most that knew him well. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you, yeah, you have guys like that. Uh, and a lot of people I'm, gave him a lot of leeway because of having been in a, a prisoner of war for five years, and that can make well, you mentally, you know, I, I think people gave him leeway because of that. Oh, sure. Well, that's what got him elected, you know. I mean, you, you get to think about some, you know, what, what catapults these guys into office a lot of times is not necessarily all their knowledge. I mean, certainly there are guys that, that really do work their way up there that belong there. Uh, I kind of felt that way about Trey Gowdy. Matt Gates is another one that, that, you know, he definitely put the work in down below as prosecutors and things like that. So that, you know, it really knows the government and ins and outs and all this kind of thing. But there are a lot of people that uh, take their, uh, you know, like, like you take uh, uh, AOC, and she worked her tail off. I'll give her that going through her area there and everything. But really, once they started getting her and they made her a little media darling, it was a lot easier after that. You know, and you no, get and you get and, and like with that. her, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But with her, it it, it she she was like there was a contest. Yeah. She 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 her. Operatives, which are very sophisticated campaign, far left campaign operatives, were looking for candidates to win uh, seats that they thought that they they could pick up, particularly in in the East Coast and and, in New York. They picked her out. They had interviews. It was almost like a, you know, a a Miss New York pageant, although it wasn't just open to women. Uh, And they found her, found her charismatic and they financed her, backed her, wrote her speeches uh, they were working on her staff for a while, but then that got to be a, a, a scandal uh, in, inside. But they're still controlling her. And the woman, so she, she's somebody that has a machine behind her. Yeah, it, well, obviously. And, and then also she's in a safe district. That's the biggest thing. Is yeah, the interesting in a- thing is the guy that she ran against in the primary was a high it was fourth highest democrat in the united states house of representatives and was slated to replace nancy pelosi as speaker when they got the majority so it was a very powerful position very few people voted in that race though it was like and so she won by with with very few votes it was had very low profile she went out as you say campaigned very hard and and won it was a it was a huge upset Huge upset. Well, yeah, and wasn't there a whole bunch of candidates in that? Uh, didn't they have like a uh, what do they call that a, a gang uh, gang candidates or whatever? You know, where they where they had seventeen people that were running or something? Yeah, there was a there was a lot of and she but she she and her operators ran it and they ran the campaign and you know it was interesting because I saw her uh, when she won that afterward yeah. she was being interviewed by Bernie and Bernie Sanders and she were being interviewed and yeah. she was she was very. She was very almost demure. She was uh, she was on there. And she was talking with Bernie Sanders, and she she just idolized Bernie. And you know, this young woman. Yeah. She was what was she twenty eight at the time or something? And um, she she uh, uh, was sitting there, and she was and she was wasn't dressed in designer clothes back then. And I, it was right. sort of you know she was nicely dressed. She's she's a beautiful young woman, and you know she's sitting there, and she's but she was sort of. And she was demurring to him, and some of the things that he, if he said those things now, she she would land on him. Um, 
Well, that's she's, become, she's upstaged all the, she's upstaged all those guys now. Oh yeah, she's completely upstaged upstaged them all, and she's you know she but she's I don't know this this whole thing now with uh, that surge is a white supremacist yeah, word and, and uh, reparations for the for the people coming across the border. Yeah, yeah. it's just see, got you, insane. You know, one of the things I see uh, happening and and uh, is that you're you're starting to see a, a situation where they're pushing the normal guy out here so far that pretty soon people, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, and I feel it coming is people are going to have to make a stand. You are going to have to pick a side, you know, more, more than ever before. You're going to have to pick a side. I, I a lot of this kind of reminds me a little bit, uh, what, what, you know, I'll take on the people coming in from down South first. Doesn't this remind you a little bit of uh, when the, when they knocked down the, the wall in Germany, and remember all the all the East Germans going across and all the West Germans, oh, my brothers, my sisters, you know, come on in and everything. Well, that lasted for about three or four weeks when all the because all the East Germans that were coming in, they were used to just being on a on a certain salary. Uh, you know, I mean, socialism on steroids and communism. And and uh, here's a hardworking Germans. And pretty soon they were saying, hey, look, we're not going to carry you forever. Get out and start working, you know, and just. uh that and i was just talking to a german lady uh here just just a, a matter of an hour or so ago and she was telling me that there's a real backlash on a lot of muslims that are coming into um, germany now because people are getting tired that's about been it. going on for a long yeah, time there's a yeah. lot of and she lot says of it's anger. really getting bad now and they have those you know uh those zones muslim yeah. zones when the police do not go in they are running their those areas in in parts of paris uh, matter of fact, remember they when they had that shooting in the nightclub in Paris. Yeah. Uh, that's where they went to hide, and the police got somebody to uh, report it or something. But the police don't go into these no-go zones, they call them. Yeah. And uh, I, we have them in America, uh, where the police won't go in. And it's just it's it's not as much as it is in Europe. But the, and a lot of these people, we reported on it back at the time. There were reports of people. Uh, going home for the weekends they're coming into places like sweden especially where they get living in fabulous housing and they get paid and then they go back on the weekends because because uh, their wives want them to be home uh it's 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 it, it's crazy it really is and now we're we're going to give we're giving people to money on the on the border we're not checking them for covid we're educating their children in california where we're, we're Legal citizens, American citizens have been out of school for over a year because the teachers don't well, want to teach them, but the teachers are teaching these kids. There's places where they're taking uh, homeless vets and homeless uh, people and they're moving them out of areas so they can move uh, these people in. I'm still trying to figure out what they're setting up on the coast right now because I'm, I'm hearing all kinds of reports about uh, in fact, I've, got a, I've got a friend that's going to be down there here tomorrow, uh, tomorrow and, and throughout the weekend and and he's he's going to give us a report on what's coming up. Uh, he's going to go by. He's specifically we're making him the away team. He's going to go see for himself what the heck's going on. But uh, I guess there's a couple of these places where they where they're putting up fencing very similar to what they've got over at uh, in D.C. and uh, with complete with razor wire and stuff on the top. It's some kind of a it looks. It really does look like it's going to be a uh, some kind of an internment camp or some kind of a prison type setup. And which which makes me think that um, when they were talking about it, and just just before uh, the show came on, and I was driving and I was listening to some of the news, and I was uh, they were talking about how they're opening up another place in 
California because there's so many of these kids flooding in that they have to um, they have to confine them for a period of time and and they don't know what to do with them. So like there's another place. It sounds to me like it's moving right up the west coast, which would make sense uh, for the housing of those kids because the west coast has become so liberal, and uh, and we're going to be more open. And we're san- all sanctuary states. Well, yeah, but eventually uh, people are going to get wise to that. Now, uh, kind of the when? Case, well, yeah. Uh, did, have you seen? Um, I thought I sent it to you. Maybe I didn't. Uh, did you see that the latest thing that uh, Mike Lindell did? Uh, yes. Because he's he's got the uh, uh, absolute. Uh, uh, let's see, not absolute involvement. Absolute. Uh, anyway. Well, well, it's with Dominion, but he he's got a thing that um, he did. Uh, it was absolute proof, which is his first uh, with his first uh, uh, deal there, and now he's got. Um, it, it's going to be uh, absolute interference, is what it's called. And uh, well, it's going to be interesting to see what what happens because Steve Bannon in that interview that you you forwarded to me seemed a little skeptical. I don't know about yeah, yeah. Steve Bannon was, and then and then last night uh, I was watching this one. It's called Scientific Proof, and it's it's like an hour. Well, it's fifty five minutes going into that, and he's got this guy there. That's uh, this guy's a professor, uh, teaches the the stuff about um, or what is, uh, algorithms and all this. And and man, I'll tell you what. Uh, now now there's a lot of talk in there. Lindell, <laughs> he's he's one of these guys that. I mean, he's he's so excited about what he's finding out that he that he got it just almost time down, but he did a good job with this guy last night. And uh, that I those that who don't this. know who Mike Lindell is, he's, he's the Pillow Man, and yeah, he's Mr. Uh, Mr. Pillow. Uh, yeah. now, now he's got his he's got his new platform. He's supposed to launch somewhere from the fifth to the twelfth, maybe a little bit later. It was supposed to be out a couple of weeks ago, but he's needed more server space. He went he's setting up servers in four different locations so they can't be taken down, and uh, he's going to have. He figures he's going to have a, uh, enough space for over a billion people on this. Yeah, that's thing. what I, I heard. It's going to be interesting. The and other, it's going to be know, called Frank. Frank. Is yeah, Frank. Thing. Frank. I like that. Um, it, it, one of the things that is, I mean, yesterday uh, Laura Trump, who's being talked about wow. as a, a, a senatorial candidate in her home state, original home state of South Carolina, uh, she has a, a show. Which she she's uh, broadcast. It's like a podcast, but it's a TV show, and um, she she interviewed President Trump yesterday, and he looked great. I don't know if you saw it, but he looked great. He sounded great, and, he, and she did ask him. She says, "Well, can we hope that you know Donald Trump might be a candidate in 2014?" And he his eyes lit up, and he says, "You definitely can hope." And it was it, it, it's and he was and then he was talking about the border. And uh, the atrocities there, and the misrepresentations, and and, and all that. Everybody yeah. banned it. It's it, it's not on well, anything right what, now. What is it? Fa- Facebook or I think it was Facebook or or Twitter. Is, one of those says is, well, that, he's he's banned. He can't be on. You can yeah. never put him on again. Again. You can't put anything with his likeness or his voice or anything on this. They're banned. Yeah, that if that isn't um, if if the Congress can't go through and now make these guys. Publishers instead of uh, platforms. I don't know. You know what do you? What's it going to take? It, you know, it's going to take them all getting banned. Is what it's going to do. You know, and sooner or later, that's what'll come. Is is you just won't you won't get anything but state news out of there. 
it'll, it'll be a we're getting state news out of yeah. there now and, uh, and anybody well, well, that was the beautiful thing about social media was that real people could uh, participate on it on a on a frivolous level if they wanted, on a family level if they wanted, or on a political level. And now, if if you're a conservative, you will be censored. If you're a liberal, you can say any dang See? thing. For example, Kevin Durant, a fabulous uh, NBA uh, basketball player, posted some very homophobic things, uh, and nobody cares. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's just it. It's but, but like, a, it, you know, the other thing, too, is where do people just make up their own mind? I mean, I, I, I've had people that blocked me for something my sister said one time. And, and it wasn't even that bad. I mean, your sister's uh, a wild, crazy lady, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, you must have met her. You know, so but, <laughs> no, she, she could she could take off. And she's she's a good person. You know, she her heart's in the right place. and She does a lot of things for people always has but she you know she's been a little bit on the wilder side she was like i was when i was a kid but but you hear about tonight i think it was on tucker carlson again uh there's this woman who's had this uh, it's a it's a dog saving foundation she she saves dogs that are you know uh from cruelty or been abandoned and finds them homes and it saved like 48,000 dogs lives and, and over over the years it's a pretty uh non-controversial charity but Laura Trump is affiliated with them and she's had some events for them raised a lot of money for them uh and now all these people are are pulling out their funds and, and unless they get she gets rid of Laura Trump this is ridiculous well you know you know what's bad about that though is that uh, is if you really look into a lot of that stuff, a lot of this red letter writing and stuff is done by a hundred, hundred fifty people. Oh no, they're they're, they're red letter they're, writers. They're, well, yeah, they're 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 bots. Is that they're they like the red bots? They're phony. And, and that's what that's what some of these businesses are starting to find out. The ones that will look into it. You know what what happens is these people sit around and they get, they get oh somebody said this or something. Well, we're going to write. Uh, let's get ten thousand letters to Nike, and and. A hundred people sit down and they've got boilerplate things and they go, Poof, and then they, and they shoot them off and these things just come in there and they think the whole nation's all upset with them. So then they make decisions based upon that, where if they could actually, um, you know, screen their material better. And you think a major company could that, uh, that they would, they would find out that, Hey, th- this is actually, there's only, you know, a hundred people are upset they with this. Panic. Yeah, that's what they panic. And the thing with the, the, this this company, I mean, the woman was on there. She seemed like a, uh, she seemed like she, she, she was very lovely, and she was, uh, you know, it seems probably affluent, you know, but doing a good charity thing. She she says, I've headed this agency for twelve years. I've never been paid. I don't do. I believe in this, and now we're, now I bet you anything, a bunch of money comes their way because of this. I'm thinking of sending a check, and I wouldn't have otherwise. Well, you know, uh, that's the other thing that Lindell's setting up is he's setting up the Lindell Legal Offense uh, Fund dot org. And uh, now, what what's happening is he says, "I want to make sure this is clear to everybody." He says, "Anything to do with Dominion, anything to do with uh, my pillow or anything like that, uh, anything to do with my foundation for uh, where where he treats helps people with treatment." He says, "That's all my own money. Everything in there is my own money." He says, "I'm not taking any of this." What they're setting up a foundation for is he says, we want to set up a pool where when we see these guys that are, especially the uh, rhinos, like he's talking about Ducey and uh, what is it, uh, in Arizona, isn't it? Ducey is in Arizona, uh, the yeah. Secretary of State there. He says, we're going to get that guy 
uh, out of there. We're either going to get a recalled or we're going to primary, you know. And he says, that's what this fund is for. When somebody comes up with some outrageous thing like this, we're going to be able to fight back. And I, I think he'll, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm really impressed with the guy. Now, I, I know a lot of people call him nuts and everything like that. But, you know, uh, they called Ross Perot nuts. They called, uh, it seems like a lot of those people, I mean, you want to nut. Look at they Ted called Trump. Donald Trump nuts. Yeah, but you look at you look at some of these guys who got a lot of wealth. You got Ted Turner and and uh, and and some of these guys. And I mean, they're they're uh, even even Mark like Mark Cuban. You know, you, you go along and they give them a nice little uh, thing on sixty minutes of you know ten or twelve years ago. You know, oh, he's the latest billionaire and everything. And then you really and he starts saying things and everybody's giving him. You know, he gets some shows on TV and everything. But you really start talking to the guy and he's he's just about a communist. You know, yeah. things he does he doesn't think of himself that way. And, no. and then also, but he, but he, he could feel the heat, but it's just like this. Well, he, was, he was thinking of running for president very seriously. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think he, he doesn't, he still doesn't have the charisma of a Donald Trump. He, he just, no, he's, he's plus, a handsome guy and he's a rich guy and he's an arrogant yeah. guy. I, I, long before he became on that, that business show and became more of a household name, I, uh, you know, he owns the Dallas Mavericks and he was, I've seen him at games and stuff. He's a jerk. He really is. He's yeah, obnoxious. He is. He's, Which, he's, uh, I think it's kind of interesting what's going on there in Atlanta because, uh, you know, they're talking about pulling uh, Major League Baseball is talking about pulling the All-Star game out of there. And I think they stepped into something they didn't realize they were going to step into. And then uh, when they started doing all that, they started talking about all this stuff and they're making all these baseball teams go along with it. Well, evidently, uh, there's about half the people that own Braves tickets are saying they don't want them. And uh, all of a sudden, the Braves are going, oh, well, wait a minute. You know, just as uh, what, what's going on here? And I think what, what, what's, what's finally starting to happen is the normal guys out there are starting to say, screw you. We're not listening to this crap anymore. And, and I'm seeing it every day, even with people that are, that are a little bit on the more liberal side and things like that. They're just tired, Shane. They're just tired of all this stuff. And they're starting to stand up, and that's what's and they're just, And, like, they're destroying. You know, baseball has never recovered from the strike. And, well, yeah, and, and, but the strike was something that, you know, oh, that was that was just players want more money and all this kind of thing. No, but, but, start- the, but, but people the people that love baseball and they watch it religiously and they do the stats and they love it and they do all this stuff, the love of the game. And they watch these guys that are making millions and millions of dollars a year holding out yeah. for more. And they just it, it ruined it for a lot of people. It, baseball well, has never been the same since that. You know, yeah, that's true. You know, and that that was the whole thing is that. I remember one of the one of the uh, one of the braver things I think some of the news media did because baseball had big money in it at the time, but like uh, I forget which show it was that went out and they were talking to like the beer guy couldn't couldn't deliver beer to the stadium they used for other things because there was a picket line out there, and so what was happening is all of a sudden they started talking about all these all these other union jobs that were trying to honor here here they're they're out there working for twenty five thirty bucks an hour. Uh, hard work all day long, you know, 12 hours a day sometimes, all that kind of thing. And here they got some guy that's, uh, he's every time he goes up to bat, he's making a million dollars, you know. And, uh, and and they're sitting there going, where's the justice in that? And here they're trying to honor the contract for those guys. And so uh, when they yeah, did that. Those, all stuff, those, yeah, when they go on strike, a lot of people lose jobs. Speaking of that, though, but because of the uh, the bailouts for people, there's the restaurant industry that is starting to open up around the country. Yeah. They can't get their workers to come back because they're getting checks from the government. Right. Exactly. They can and, stay and, home and, and get checks. 
and they some don't have that, to pay taxes on it. Some of that might be by design. But I know what I was going to tell you, too, is uh, and this is something that's coming up, and it's the third or fourth time I've heard about it. I heard about it again tonight when I was talking to somebody. What's happening is I, I know this lady that she's uh, – she runs one of the school uh, lunch programs, okay? Uh, and th- those are usually farmed out to, to different companies now. They, they aren't run by the schools. Uh, you know, it's contract. Well, what's happening with her is that um, she, she was upset when they started raising the minimum wage so high. Because like all the people that start with her, you know, they're they're just uh, people on the serving lines, not not just people on the serving side. But you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a job that's that's uh, basically a, um, a starting job. It's not it's not a uh, you have to get some training and everything. And she entry moved people level, right yeah. up, yeah, an entry level position. And uh, um, you know, but she would as they got a little bit more, you know, but it gave her a chance to give these people, <clears throat> you know, she'd give them fifty cents an hour. And, three or four months and then another 50. So they'd be up another dollar by the end of the year. And then the following year, you know, if they did good, she'd give them. Okay. And so pretty soon they're up there. Well, what, what happens is that uh, now all these people start in while well, she's got a bunch of people that she can't keep on there. And then what they're trying to do now, because she's the highest paid person there, they're trying to get rid of her by, by making, you know, they're writing her up for everything. Like the other day she wasn't feeling good. She went home because of the, because of the protocol. She got her second COVID shot and she wasn't feeling good. So uh, she went home, as protocol would call, and somebody took some corn dogs out of the freezer and left them out. And so they came down and wrote her up because she's the she's the uh, manager supervisor. Of yeah, and, and yeah. they're trying to get her get rid of her. Is what they're trying. No, to this do. is a lot. Of, there's a lot of little stuff happening that's uh, that's re- related to all of this. And there's, there's a lot. The places that I'm seeing the most fury though are about the border, the closed schools, and the teachers unions. And, you know, if you watch most of the mainstream media, you don't hear much about any of these things. Honest to gosh, you don't, because I check with them and you really don't get very little. They, and we see these children, these little tiny children drop, being dropped over 16-foot fences or oh, into the water was... or anything. Where's the outrage? Where's Where's AOC down there crying about these children? Well, where's Merkley at? Oh, Merkley, a senator yeah, from Oregon, yeah. who was, was all hysterical when, when, it, when it was somehow President Trump trying to secure a border from from invasion. We've got the we've got these drug cartels, these traffic, these uh, child sex rings going on. We've got drugs pouring into this country. We've got an administration taking people with COVID, spreading them all over the thing, all over the country in places that most of it we don't know about because the media doesn't cover it and they're not allowed to. And you know something, if this was, if this was Trump doing this and not letting the media cover it or see any of the facilities at all, they'd, they'd burst in, they'd burst in and, and, and. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I don't well, know. Okay. Never mind. That's what they're saying. Cause it's fine. Yeah. It's just, uh, it just, gets to me though that uh i'll, I'll tell you what if i was oh, those uh, pictures of that makes my blood boil i mean i, I just was, feel if i was a minority uh uh black person trying in particular trying to find i'm just now starting to um get my community to come out of its shell there was jobs available really kind of converting the community it was have, doing a good job of of converting from some of the problems they were having in there getting more help in there that type of thing well, all of a sudden now you've just kicked the kicked the legs right out from underneath those people because you're going to have people coming in to take those jobs 
now and and uh, and also all the all the money and it's stuff. Okay, they'll get their reparations checks. The Democrats have got these boxes all <laughs> checked off. To, uh, they'll get free college. They'll get if you're not eligible to go to college because you didn't get very good grades or you dropped out of high school. Well, you really can't let a black person not go to college. That's racism. That's well, white supremacy. I mean, and and you have to pay for it too. I mean, this is this is out of control. Well, it is, but uh, do you really think that's going to happen? You know, I mean, the, the that that they always talk about that, but those people have been in lockstep for so long, and and they weren't worried about them, so they don't they don't worry about them. I mean, that that vote's going to be there, and they'll give them some story, and they'll blame it on somebody else, and everything, yeah, like Barack that, Obama did, and and they don't have to give them all that stuff. You know, the African Americans that I've worked with over the years in 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 situation to become friends with, and sometimes just close friends with. I've always asked them, and one of the things that they just hated, and this was universally true of almost all of them that I got to know well, they hated to be thought of as affirmative action hires. They said, "Look, exactly. I worked hard, I got good grades, I, you know, I, I, I did all the things to get here. I deserve to be here. I'm better than a lot of my white counterparts, but because I'm, I'm." african-american i am perceived as i got this as a token i got and they hated it they absolutely well, hated it women women had the same problem for a while yeah know, and, and, uh, and by the way affirmative action the greatest beneficiary of affirmative action uh, in terms of numbers of jobs overwhelmingly women yeah you know but the, the good thing that women did overall um you know and Stepping back and looking, you know, having grown up through a lot of that that stuff, is that um, is they started opening up their own companies, and, and that so they took advantage of opportunities. Uh, they also went to school and everything. Now there's other areas that they've messed up too. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of the uh, the, the female uh, part of the the society is a lot of the problem that we're having now with the woke generation, because they're you know they're they're easily swayed that way. And they and the, they're they're nurturing by nature, uh, you know. And I know that sounds real. Um, no, no, they are. They're, they're, they tend but, to they tend to be. Yeah. They, they, but, so they, uh, I mean, and that's okay. But, that's fine. That's admirable. Yeah, and and, and so they there there is a there men and women just think differently. That's not to say they're thinking wrong. They're just thinking differently, and they approach problems differently. And uh, and there's probably a lot, lot more compassion with with women than there is with men a lot of times. Uh, I don't know. I know a lot of angry women. Well, yeah, I well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you're already in that in that anger stage and everything, but the other but the other thing too is that passion can be misguided in that uh, they accept a lot more excuses for a longer time, all that kind of thing. Where a lot of times men don't. But but see, uh, the minute you say anything about like the border, the first thing that's going to be uh, put up to you is like those two kids that were dropped over the border the other night. You know, as far as I'm concerned, if 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 those guys were able to see those kids being dropped over, as soon as they knew all the kids were dropped over, they should have picked that guy off the wall. Well, now, that's, plus, that's my feeling about it. You know, I'm sorry. You know, just uh, but those. I mean, those, that that almost made me throw up. Uh, no, the other no, and yeah, their, the other part about it is is you know, and and white men are the one group that you can put down, you can discriminate against, you can oh, yeah. joke about, you can do any say anything impossible thing, and and the next you know white women are next, uh, and if it's it's just it's 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 open season, but for example, this this woman, this sixty five year old woman in New York, I, I'm I'm sure you saw that the video of. 
Evidently, I don't know exactly oh. what happened, but there's a video and it's taken obviously inside a looked like an apartment building lobby through a glass window. And this man uh, basically takes this woman, throws her on the ground, kicks her in the head. These people are watching and somebody's videotaping it uh, at the same time, kicks her, kicks her again in the head. I mean, brutal, horrible kicks. She's an Asian woman, um, 65 years old. And he kicks her again. I mean, it's just horrible to watch. And they keep playing it on Fox News. And it's just, it's its unbelievable to, to witness. And let me let me finish here. Yeah, and ahead. later on, uh, tonight I saw somebody from, and of course, he, he got out of jail. He was arrested in 2005 for killing his mother. And he's now, he's now out on parole. And he did this. And I, I heard this guy, this social worker type saying, well, you know, we really need more money to help these people when they transition out of prison into society. And, be, and because as, as, if we don't, this is what's going to happen. A man that killed his mother is kicking a 65-year-old Asian woman in the head in the streets. As people are watching through the doors, grown men are watching it through it and videotaping it, but not doing anything to help her. What's wrong with us? Well, see, that that's just, and then and I saw another portion of that. I, I, I believe the, uh, the the videotape was from the building. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, they had all that. But uh, but like one guy. But who said, was taking well, it? But I saw pictures of people in that video standing there, yeah. not doing well, a darn. Yeah. Maybe they called the police and that, may, you know, in New York nowadays, well, that's they've been defunded. We are joined uh, by uh, uh, Brian. Brian Dirks is with us to, to join us to talk about the issue. Brian, did you hear us talking about this issue? Yeah, I did. It's so did you- sad and it's so predictable and it's going to happen again and again and again. The, the the thing that I saw is I saw a guy that that actually had four any any one of those blows could have killed that woman and and you know what they need to watch out for is that she's still not in the clear because those those are the kind of things where blood clots form and stuff like that at a later time and everything but like the but the part that I was starting to tell you too James somebody brought up well but if anybody goes out there to render aid. The guy could beat on them, or then they've got a like, like say if you had a, a concealed carry permit, you come out there and the guy you and you stop that guy from beating that woman, or he comes after you and you shoot him, you got problems. And then the guy says, "I just think if you were white and did that," and and boy, you know, all of a sudden it just hits home like like this is what's going on. But what the, what some of the people are starting to do do now is saying, "Who is committing these Asian crimes?" The president keeps talking about, and and it's predominantly. And one guy says, I'm going to have to say it. He says it's predominantly black people committing crimes. But when you when you sit there and you look at this one particular, let's take this instance just for, for there. This guy at, at the age of 19 or 20 or whatever it was killed his mother. Okay. Now, he not only killed his mother, uh, if, if he had a gun and maybe been high on drugs or something, turned around and shot her. Uh, okay. You're saying a crime of passion. It, it, you know, uh, the guy was all drugged up. This guy killed her with a knife with multiple stab wounds. That is, that's a uh, personal up and close type of crime, you know, that, that, uh, that, that they should have never let that guy out of jail. Should have just never let him out of jail. Yeah, it, it, it just, it's no. And, and, but see, it's not his fault, though, because there weren't the proper, there wasn't enough money given to social services to work with this man to stop him from killing somebody else. It's just, it's crazy. You look what's going on in LA. And as, as Ryan just said, 
this is going to keep happening. This is the way New York City, in in a very sh- short period of time, has come uh, under Mayor De Blasio. It's it's the pre Giuliani days. It was yeah. like what was that movie, Mad Max or something? This is it. It's where the criminals are running the streets, and and you're not safe. That's what it's getting like, and that's why people are mean, leaving in droves. Portland. <laughs> yeah, Portland. Yeah. I, well, I don't, you know, I don't... the de- the Democrats invented this word called hate crime. And uh, I remember Gordon Smith getting all involved in that. And I called his office and I go, okay, what is a love crime? How, I mean, is there like a hate crime? So they're on the converse. There's a, a love crime. Well, obviously, um, the civil libertarian civil libertarians if you re- i've got their um their um bylaws no prisons all counselors so now what's fun or sad everything's a hate crime right hate crime hate crime and it all was all brought about by the democrats but when you talk about these vicious killers murderers like this guy they go no 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 that's not a hate crime. That's a uh, – sorry. I mean we don't need people in prison. Look at Kate Brown. She's cleaning out all the prisons. And I'm sure you guys have heard by now um, the attorney general of Oregon is going to release every prisoner who didn't have a unanimous jury decision. So basically what I'm what I'm trying to get to is – They use the word hate crime, obviously, as a political weapon. But when it comes to real crime and real hate, this guy fits the bill. Now, I remember back in the 90s when I was praying for somebody after Rush Limbaugh because there was nobody except Bill Gallagher, who got replaced by Lars Larson, luckily. But I remember him saying, well, it it was a crime of passion. No, it was a murder. What do you yeah. mean a crime of passion? And that's the way a Democrat thinks. I mean, we're always trying to figure out what are they thinking? Well, all you need is their examples. For example, again, Kate Brown releasing prisoners from prison, not just county jails. These are long-term lockups. They had to commit several crimes to get where they were. And she's latting them out. Then on top of that, today is announced, all of those people in those prisons that didn't have a unanimous jury decision because of the recent ruling, I'm not sure how that came out. Was it a, was it a Supreme Court thing? Is that where they came from? I don't was know. Was that the United States Supreme Court that determined? Know. It takes so that few I, cases. Ugh. Anyway, I'm, I hate to go there. I'm wondering about this United States Supreme Court, but regardless, a court somewhere determined that if it wasn't unanimous, then um, it's not a crime. So, yeah, hate crime versus real crime. Well, it's a war. That's all there is to it. We just have to fight back uh, no, and outnumber It was a Hasidic Jewish family walking down the street in New York. A man walked past them, turned around and started slashing them, including their one-year-old baby. Um, it, it just, it's, there's no, and the, the police are defunded. Nobody wants to work for that department anymore. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Portland, you know, it, it, it's the same thing in Portland. LA is really bad. 
uh, where they're basically making almost all crimes less than, uh, I guess, multiple murders. And if you're white, if you committed it, uh, you, you're not going to there won't be a price for it. Well, one law of physics is the less cops, the more gangs. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, look at Africa. There are diamond mines down there that are run strictly by gangs, criminals, criminal enterprises. What do they do with the money? First off, they sell the diamonds at under cost or whatever. They do it for cash. They get guns. They expand their boundaries. But it's all total dictatorship, Democrat-ruled, uh, you know, gang-related and it's it's not part of the economy. And then as well, in those diamond mines, they hire eight-year-olds. I mean, the human uh, toll is horrible there. So in other words, in New York, which is being proven, especially in downtown Minneapolis, I haven't been to downtown Portland, but I've been hearing about it. You don't want to go there. But in downtown Minneapolis, you really don't want to go there. The gangs run it. In other words, instead of people being able to shop and go downtown thinking that there's a cop on the corner, forget about that. If you go downtown Minneapolis now, and remember that Miracle Mile that got trashed? Do yeah. you think it's ever going to rebuild? In Chicago? I don't. I thought it was Minneapolis. No, Miracle Mile is in Chicago. It's right at the heart. Of the, it's, 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 I love that street. It's a great place to go shop. It's a beautiful street, and it's a, a beautiful architecture, and it's just it's an, a vibrant, exciting area, and they trashed it. Well, I think there's a similar place in Minneapolis for some reason. It sticks in my memory, but regardless, they completely destroyed the entire miles long of businesses, and these people – I mean, they're not going to rebuild. I remember reading a story about this poor preacher guy in Chicago, and they came through and they burned down the Walgreens and the big box. And this guy was crying. He was telling everybody, please stop. It took us 20 years to get us, get them here. They're never coming back. Yeah, no. And and that's the, that's the, that's the fight. That's the scary thing about it. And a lot of these, a lot of these businesses are owned by immigrants, African Americans. Uh, I, I saw a man and a woman who had just remodeled their their restaurant bar in Minneapolis, and they burned it down in that first surge of riots. They couldn't believe it. They were standing out there begging them not to, begging them not to, and they just went by them and burned it down. Uh, that's that's the whole thing. They're these people, the Antifa people, and they're, they're not – this isn't about racism to them. This is about destroying America, keeping us divided, pitting people against each other, and you know, ending America as we know it. And their agenda isn't about civil rights, isn't about equal rights or justice. That's what they're cashing in now. Before it was the uh, – the Occupy movement, the disparity between uh, people, the haves and the have-nots, and and people having to pay to go to college and all that. And, and, and most of the Antifa, by the way, are white. Um, and so this, they wear black masks, et cetera. But no, this is not about – they're just seizing whatever issue will give them useful idiots to go march with them. You know me. I blame the media for everything. If the media in Portland were to interview these poor businesses day in, day out, 
you know, the human element, there would be a little bit more sympathy and a little bit more anger at, of course, you know, the Ted Wheeler and the city council, Joanne Hardesty, and um, and and a little bit more support for but the But you cost. know something, evidently there is some backlash. One, the first indication thereof, the business community, uh, when one of the, the person that was in the runoff with our joke of a mayor, Sam Wheeler, who was kowtowed to these people, etc., um, uh, she she was an Antifa operative, so, and she was looking like she might win. She was actually, you know, within striking distance, and so the business community in Oregon, not just in in Portland, got together and decided to back Wheeler, and and he he won. I voted for Wheeler. I had no choice. I couldn't let Antifa take over the city hall. I mean, I, it's bad enough as it is, and it's horrible. But he's now saying uh, more things about cracking down on on these things. And that has to be in response to this 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 group that helped reelect him. And number one, it's not good enough. And it's still he's still a wuss and he's still a very incompetent mayor. But uh, he wouldn't be doing some of these things if there weren't some serious public pressure. The media gave us George Floyd and told America to burn their cities down. If they'd have showed those photos that are, have come out recently about that cop's knee on his back, not his neck, if you get the camera angle right, you know, again, and if they would have told the backstory, this guy was acting like a maniac in the store. He was passing a counterfeit bill. And the first words out of his mouth when the cops got to the car was, I can't breathe, because he had just harveled down a bunch of fentanyl he didn't want to get busted with. So no, if the, the media would have the, told that story, then there would have been a little more balance. No, no, but the, the problem is the media wanted this. They they called Trump a, a racist. They said the whole movement was this was this was a gift on a silver platter to them. And I don't know anybody, Brian, that didn't watch those initial tapes and wasn't horrified. I, of I mean, course. the whole country was unified with what we what we saw and and that justice need to be done. And, and, and this was it seemed like an extreme place of, of police brutality. Now, some of the subsequent stuff has, has mitigated some of those things. But but just think about the police officer in Ferguson who was completely exonerated from the hands up. Don't shoot allegations that he was going after this little boy and was going to kill him because he was he was black and, and this was a racist white cop we know we you all know the rest of the story even eric holder and his thorough investigation said no this wasn't an unjust the guy was going to try to was trying to kill the cop have you ever heard from that cop again uh, he's got to be in a witness protection program so i'm going to use a little psycho babble why does the media want minneapolis to burn down just like detroit did in 68 and never rebuild why does the media realize that that's happening? Are they stupid enough to think that they might have a little bit of a hand in this? Do they really want to? You, you remember the old saying growing up, burn it down and start over. Well, that apparently seems to be what the media's motto is. Burn it down and start over because they repeat it again and again and again. Baltimore is burnt down. And they, they're they not coming back. Have you seen the population of Baltimore? 
it's not that much. I forget what it is. It's it's amazingly low. You would think at least a million or two million. No, it's it's like half a million people. People have left. Anyway, just saying, the media is encouraging this destruction. They've been busted so many times. So what what is their modus? Does Brian Stelter really want to burn this capitalist system down so that well, I we think, can... I, end- I think... Okay, let's, let's, let's play cycle babble for a second here. I think some of them, anything to defeat Trump... And I think they saw that as they saw COVID as, as an opportunity and these these race riots as because uh, they've been playing the race card against Trump from day one. And they pre- bringing up Charlottesville and all that. They they played all that. And, and, and the race card worked very effectively for them. Um, so I don't think they want Minneapolis burned down. I don't think they care if Portland's burned down. I don't I really don't think they care. It's just too far away and they don't care about it at all. Um and because most of these people are operating on the East Coast. But as, you know, as soon as it comes into their backyard, uh, and I think the New York City stuff is, is starting to get a little bit of uh, outrage. Um, but the thing is, as long as they can effectively blame it on Whitey, that then it's, it's a message that will get them viewers and talk. And if they burn down every major city in this country, which they will do if he's convicted, this officer, I am convinced of it, uh, it's great for ratings. Can I can I jump in here for a second? Sure, Skip. Okay, uh, I have a little different take on Minneapolis because I, I like in Minneapolis, uh, Denver, Portland, all kind of uh, as a sim- very similar cities. Very and similar. Matter of fact, a lot of people that live in Oregon today in Portland area came from Minneapolis. Right, and that, I, I know there's a big thing. Uh, you got the same thing in, in certain cities in Wisconsin. That, but like Minneapolis was basically the biggest city in uh, in Minnesota, if I remember correctly. Yes. And um, when I when I was there ten or fifteen years ago, I don't remember. But it, but I I looked at it and I thought, man, this is just like Portland. People are friendly. A lot of people here drive old old ten uh, year old cars. They don't drive brand new cars or just clunkers. You know, they drive. 10-year-old cars and that type of thing. You can go into any restaurant in a pair of blue jeans and a pullover shirt. Uh, you know, so it's very similar to Portland. And what, what I used to say when I was uh, talking to my reps that were from back east especially, they'd ask me about Portland. I'd say, you know, Portland is the only major city that thinks like a small town. And I'd have to say that Minneapolis was that way. Denver, when I was there in the 70s, seemed to be that way too. And so you have to tear the, – your, your statement – Jane is correct. They want to take over every major city, but like, like uh, Minneapolis, Portland, all those were kind of a balanced city, and and if anything, a little bit more conservative than than like L.A. or uh, something like that. And so it stands to reason that they need to burn them down to take control. And so that's yeah. and what they want to flip that that way. You you control Portland, you control Oregon. You control Minneapolis. You control control. That's uh, why. Minnesota. That's why in in Portland, uh, after the election, they went and uh, attacked the Democrat Party headquarters. The message was: Look, we delivered. You better shape up. We're running this, and you seem to be moving on from us now. We're in charge, and we can burn you down too. This is this is uh, this is it's amazing. Speaking of uh, Nancy Pelosi, lost a big one today. 
Um, she was trying to get that Iowa congresswoman who won by six votes, a Republican, disqualified. She said she can disqualify anybody from being seated in the House of Representatives. And there was a lot of people that say, yes, yeah, she does have that right. It's not really cool when the, the other candidate. Well, enough Democrats were getting enough heat off of this unfairness of, of this all. And the candidate has uh, that lost. Uh, as withdrawn and and this is a, this is a, Pelosi thought she had this one or she wouldn't she wouldn't have pushed it out there. I, I think it's a good sign. Yeah, she's also getting a pushback from some of her people, and there's three or four of them now that said they're not going to vote for the um, for the spending bill on the infrastructure. That's just too big. So evidently, she's going to have to do a little repair work there because if she's lost three or four people. Uh, she loses another couple and she can't pass it. No, no. And, and, and uh, so it's, it's, yeah, the, the, she's, she's fighting, clawing and death. And of course, you know, the AOCs of the world would love to oust her. Oh yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the problem that we've got right now too, and something that we should, we need to address is the, the speaker of the house, as you can see right now with, with her, with her iron grip really has too much power. They're, they're more powerful than the president in a lot of ways. You know, uh, with the way, especially with the way she's been running things, but uh, you, you know, they have somebody, the Speaker of the House and the, and the majority uh, leader in the Senate have an incredible amount of power. Yeah, but look, look what they did to you know they found stuff on Astor, they found stuff on uh, uh, one of the other guys. Um, oh, I can't remember. There was one or two of them that they that they actually took Astor. They got rid of Hastert, yeah. I guess he liked teenage boys at, yeah. uh, many years ago, and uh, then they. Went after uh, Bonnier, got him, yeah. uh, got him to uh, drop out. Now he's become just, uh, you know, a Mitt Romney. You know, he becomes, uh, he, he's now running the marijuana lobby, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a, you know, and it's, it's so but it's. If we had a, if we had a journalist uh, uh, in a news, true news media, they'd go look at where all the money's going. Trump had opened that door for him. I mean, it's, you, could, you could have driven a Mack truck through, we're all seeing it. That they're, that they're finally shedding light on how these uh, these people are voting for things. The contracts are going to either companies in or outside the United States, and then the money's filtering back through the family connection into a pot that these people are sharing in. And uh, and that's just you know they they got to stop that kind of thing. You put a stop to that, and uh, you know that like this um, the infrastructure bill is going to be. Just a, a big payback to all the big donors of the Democratic Party, the big donors. And that's just what it is. It's just, you know, they'll be getting all these contracts. That are, you know, Trump was uh, bringing, bringing down those contracts. He was making them competitive, and they didn't like it. That's one of the reasons why a lot of the big business were getting, I mean, it, it took away their, uh, their sugar daddy, you know, which is us. I would like to recommend to everybody, because I think vote fraud is – the single most important by about a magnitude vote fraud is the most important thing to me in the future of the American experiment. And I want to bring up absolute proof. I want everybody listening, yeah. Google absolute proof. Uh, Mike Lindell has a, um, a brilliant uh, computer uh, forensics expert. He knocks on doors. He doesn't just sit behind his desk he said, I see a problem. I don't see any voters here. I'm going to go knock on some doors. And he did. 
In other words, he proved his point uh, with boots on the ground and with algorithms. And like Mike Lindell said, who needs dominion? These algorithms are the real culprit because every voting machine in America has an algorithm that is manipulable. So, I mean, as much as Dominion and Smartmatic um, are hooked to the internet, I think that's beyond a shadow of a doubt, no matter what they say. And, oh, and by the way, speaking of backfire, Mike Lindell is happy for this lawsuit. He thinks that this is a blessing in disguise. It's unfortunate that we had to take this haymaker and go to the ground and uh, lose Trump. But... If it hadn't have been for this, then all of this vote fraud would not have been brought up. And obviously, the mainstream media won't touch it. Obviously, it doesn't matter, though. Our media will touch it. Our media, except Fox News, our media will get the word out. And 80 million people will hear this. If they don't already have a clue and have some suspicion already, this will this will back up their suspicion. Actually, I, I did hear Tucker Carlson talk about some of these things the other night for the first time in, in months. Uh, and, and, and Britt Hume was actually alluding uh, to some of it as well. In addition, they were uh, finally, uh, as I wrote to you about a week ago about this, uh, after Joe Biden's uh, first press conference, uh, talking about blaming the Republicans want to deprive senior citizen poor minority senior citizens who are standing in 100 degree heat to be able to exercise their right to vote. They want to deprive, uh, make it against the law to give them water. And we, we talked about that. That it, it's That's a, a lie. Matter of fact, the Washington Post gave them four Pinocchios, no. which is their barometer for, for lies. And But, but suddenly people are talking about it. Not much. But Joe Biden's out there today. I saw him. He said the exact same thing. You know, what's interesting is I, you know me, I want our team to fight back. And guess what? Georgia fought back. And boy, are they taking grief from Delta, whose headquarters is right there. But you know what I'm hoping? I hope they don't cave. Because what they're doing is they're actually fighting back toe to toe with the left. And if, you know, if they don't buckle and cave, um, like apparently, I mean, I don't know what you guys know about the Christy Nome, um, you know, pandering and and thread needle threading and whatever she's doing up there, um, you know, with the transgender thing. I'm just saying with the transgender thing for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about. But Alabama and Mississippi. Uh, yeah, re- recap. If anybody doesn't know, Christy Nome, uh, a solid conservative who impressed a lot of people with the way she has run her state, particularly during the pandemic. And uh, and has been was a superstar speaker at uh, CPAC recently. Uh, she's considered a rising star politically. She sort of whipped out on not signing a bill passed by her legislature that made it against the law for a biologically born male, even if he he is now a transgender or identifies as a female psychologically from participating in women's sports. She didn't sign it. She said she would sign it if it was K through 12, but she wouldn't sign it if it because of for colleges because that would open them up to lawsuits. It seemed like a real loose goosey thing to a lot of people including me. And now she sort of has uh, 
changed your tune. That's what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. And, and apparently it's the, the corporates like Amazon and the NCAA and, and these big uh, corporates that are saying, hey, Christy, meet me under the table. OK, um, we'll we'll pull all this stuff. Now, Georgia, I don't getting... want I don't want anybody that meets with them under the table, to be honest with you. That's, yeah. that's well, I'm and... so disappointed in her. And see, Georgia's getting that same treatment from everybody, Coca-Cola, you name it, all the swells are jumping in saying, well, we're just going to make your life miserable if you if you try to uphold the Constitution. And so far, Georgia hasn't puckered. Well, no, well you, you know, know, one of the problem is Georgia, and regardless of what they said and regardless of, of the results of the presidential counting and the two senatorial uh, runoff races in December, is a very red state. It is a probably the most Republican state in the country. And so I think there's a huge backlash among the population. Oh, there is, yeah. And but you know, where where we're failing on this is that we need to we need to get we, we need to marshal our forces. And like if Coca Cola I mean I know a lot of people weren't drinking Coca Cola because they said uh, they had that thing that came out uh, you're not white enough or don't be White or whatever, whatever that thing was that uh, they had, you know, where they were trying to send the memo down and and um, be less white, I think it was, and uh, and boy, they got a backlash on that one because they got right out in front of it and started saying, "Hey, we didn't send that; it was some one of our minor uh, distributors or something like that." I don't know what they were, what their excuse was, but they got out in front of that one because they had such a backlash on it, which shows that if we would get out in front of things like. Like, the, like these people that are threatening, you're, you're already seeing it happen to Delta Airlines because Delta Airlines made that statement. And right away, the first thing that they got hit with is, wait a second, we have to show ID to get on Delta Airlines. You know, why can't you show ID to vote? You know, and that, there's that a, type there's of There's a poll that was published today, and I know you guys on polls, and I, I understand your sentiments. It was just published in The Hill today. 70% support voter ID laws. I've seen that. That's figure a momentum. That's a I've huge that. momentum. I think that's that. an undercount. Yeah, I've seen that number as high as ninety percent. So I have to. Because I, I, I think most people think, yeah, why we? I mean, I I, I like the purple finger thing that they did years ago. Yeah, and, I and agree. It, it, it just well, it's it's it, every other place has ways of proving the you're voting, but. The, the, that, well, there's a movement out there, and I think if we can marshal it. But what do you think about them basically saying to Trump, what, you can't go on anything. We're not going to put you on TV. We're not going to put you on uh, – we're not going to let you go on social media. We're not going to let you – I mean, and they're saying he's going to form his own thing, but will it work? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, it will. And uh, just like Lindell's thing's going to work, uh, if, if what Lindell is saying – uh, is true. They expect 70 million people to convert over the first day or two that they're on. Easily. Yeah, from from Twitter and all that. And you know, whether that it's North... the first day or the first month or the first year, yeah. it's going to be um, Twitter and the girls are cutting off their nose to spite it. And now, now again, though they they hit us with this major haymaker. All right, all the all the all the swells. They shut out our ability to communicate. Prior to the election, they're telling us a bunch of slubs after the election. And but <clears throat> are they going to be able, is Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer 
basically the uh, the Grant and Sherman generals of the Civil War, are they going to be stopped from jamming through H.R. 1, jamming through infrastructure, which is what uh, 10% goes to roads, the rest goes to, as you folks said, payoffs and, and, and the usual. So <clears throat> are they going to be able – I mean because they – they bet the farm on well, this corruption. Are they going to pull it off? I'm. I don't think so because I'm watching the state legislatures and all these um, uh, vote integrity movements that are happening now, and the Mike Lindell story. That's not going to be kept under wraps. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some in, insight into that. Just and, and it's something that almost makes me a little bit uncomfortable in a way. Uh, the people that contact me just out of the blue and things like that, uh, since all this has been happening the last couple of months is where it's really been happening. The people contacting me has probably gone somewhere between three and five times what it used to be. I mean, I'm getting calls from people that I didn't even realize were following me on Facebook or, or these other things or listening to me on the show here or whatever. And all of a sudden they're calling me and saying, hey, this just happened. What, do you, what What's going on here? What's going on? They're looking for information. And I, and I tell, I've been telling them where to go because it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. I don't want them to think just like I do. And I'll tell them that. I'll say, you got to think for yourself. You know, obviously you're forming something. They said, well, we're really concerned about that. I said, then get involved. You know, uh, go down there. And, and if there's a protest in your area or something, go see what's going on. I'm not telling you to go out and get your kids hurt or anything. Uh, you know, give up on Portland. Just, uh, just let them, let them have it. You know, if, if, if those people are too stupid to stand up for themselves in Portland, then, then that's the, that's their problem. But like, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, you don't want to talk to any of the guys east side of the mountains because the guys I'm talking to over there, and I know quite a few people over there, they say, <laughs> they call me up. The first thing they say is, hey, I'm locked and loaded. What about this? You know, it's just, so you get things. But we've got people across the United States, too, that, uh, you know, some of my old service buddies and things I still talk to and, uh, and, and their kids and stuff that I've known over the years and everything. We're talking, and, uh, and, and you know, uh, I had one guy that just called me from Oklahoma. I said, what the hell are you doing in Oklahoma? He says, well, my wife and I moved again. I said, well, I thought you were in Denver. You know, they were outside there, Colorado Springs uh, or Boulder. I can't remember which one it was. But he says, you just got too liberal for us. He says, my wife just, she, she's real opinionated, but it got so, I, I'll bet you anything, she couldn't talk in a coffee shop or anything. She just says, we're out of here. And uh, so they just they just up and moved. Uh, this will be the second time since he's retired. You know, there's so another like thing. There's another thing about that Lindell lawsuit. Apparently, um, he's saying that Alan Dershowitz thinks. Oh, Alan Dershowitz joined their team of lawyers. He's running and, the lawyer. And Dershowitz says that this is the lawsuit of the century. Anyway, I, I mean, I got a lot of respect for Dershowitz, for a liberal, a Hampton hugger. Um, he's said some very righteous things. And, you know, once he gets his mind set on something, I don't think it changes. And he said some things that, you know, he said some very nice things. He said Ted Cruz was the smartest student he ever had at Harvard. Um, and at least the, the movement is as seems to have subsided to take away his uh, law degree and Kaylee McInerney's as well. Uh, uh, by the way, it's interesting because 
she was sort of persona non grata uh, at the election. They said she couldn't work anywhere because, you know, she lied yeah. for Trump, et cetera. And now she's going to be a co-host on The Five, which was one of the more popular shows on Fox, the daytime lineup. Yeah. That, I might that, actually watch it. I know. Well, yeah, she does a good job. And of course, they, they've hired Laura Trump, too, as a as a contributor, I think, now, too. If I remember, uh, that's yeah. just the last couple of days. Well, it is know, interesting about Fox. They're saying, oh, no, we don't need to move to the right. And yet, look who they're hiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, I know. that's what I'm saying. Is that they're stacking that deck, baby. They, you, know, you know what they see coming? They see all this stuff with Lindell TV. They see all the – they're, they're uh, hearing Trump may set up some, some media-type things. They're seeing and their the, ratings the are down. They're, well, they're seeing the growth of uh, – uh, what is it? Uh, Real, Voice of, Real Voice of America or Real, Real American Voice. Newsmax uh, and, and their Max, competition, and 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 they're starting to, and those guys are picking up some people that have some, uh, have some, you know, wahidas there, you know. So I uh, wonder if old Rupert is still got his finger in there, you know, steering the rudder. Because remember when he came out here just a little while back, and he kind of took everybody to the woodshed. Yeah. You know, I, I, I saw he, some articles where he was talking about re, replacing his kids. Yeah, well, they he was talking about that, but I think he's, you know, he's 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 old, he's very old, and he's sort of tired of it. But he was he's very frustrated with the direction that they have taken. And one of the sons has sort of been moved out. I've heard. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I'm saying is is that they've kind of uh, and you're also seeing Brett Hume come back in and make you know Brett Brett looks a little bit tired, but they're they're having more guest appearances with him. So I have the feeling he's coming back in. And Chris Wallace is, 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 you know, one of the number one never Trumper haters on the planet. He he's he's getting on these liberals because they all think he's going to be a softball with them because they were he he was during the campaign. Uh, Jen Psaki, for example, was on this weekend and he's asking actually not it's, it's not as hard hitting as they should be these interviews, but they're harder hitting than they're getting anywhere else. Well, it could be that his job's on the line. Could be because I, I I I don't watch him. Well, I'm sure his numbers has have dropped because I don't know anybody that's watching him right now. I don't think anybody ever did. I watched him for I think one show. I and then I gave him maybe two more, and that was it. He was a liberal. He was well, a a, a hate the Tea Party. A hate the, the he did ask some tough questions once in a while, like a stop clock is bright twice a day, but it it was obvious. I mean, the questions that he didn't ask were screamers. I know. For years in my house, if, if he was on the TV, my husband would scream and go, get him off! <laughs> and that's, you know, there's, there's well, a lot of people that he, he should be shutting that at, but he, he didn't, yeah, I don't want him in my house! <laughs> see, but but you guys you guys just brought up an interesting point. And some of, now, now think about your friends that you're talking to, and uh, and, and we'll be talking about something that uh, where somebody watched an interview. Say, say it's even Hannity or Laura Trump, or a uh, uh, Laura um, Ingram or, or even Tucker or something like that. And Tucker does pretty good. But uh, some of these other guys, I'll talk to the guys the next day. Well, did you see that? And said, yeah, but he should have followed up with this question. You know, and, and see, that's what the normal guy out here is starting to say. Where's the hell's the follow-up? And, and I'll tell you what, if they ever watch MSNBC or any of those shows where there, there's any kind of an interview that for some reason they had to watch it there or something, that's the first thing they say. Well, softball questions, and they didn't, they didn't follow up. You know, just uh, I have the answer to why Rome fell. The Democrats, yeah. the Democrat <laughs> Party, 
of Rome of the day had all the same policies that these Democrats, going all the way back from FDR to, to Clinton to Obama, cut the military, don't defend the borders. Whammo, because back when, before Rome fell, the hordes were just like throwing notes over the wall saying, give us money or we'll sack your city. And they said, oh, oh here, money, here, here you go, here you go. They wouldn't uh, support, they wouldn't defend, they wouldn't build an army, they wouldn't protect what they, th their empire. And of course, because it all went to welfare, to buy votes, because, hey, that's the surest way to get reelected. Uh, anyway, so yeah, well, I think it's an exact um, analogy. Well, Brian just hit the nail on the head. They should have never elected uh, Nancy Pelosi to the Roman uh, Council. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I know. Well, no, but, but you know, then a lot of people, of course, comparing to the the, the debauchery of of Rome, and bingo, Democrat Party. Yeah, <laughs> but it's 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 bizarre. So, what's going to happen, gentlemen? Is is it going to be a a fight back, or is this thing just going to get so over the top? Uh, I mean, the stock, the media saying today, uh, Trump's. Uh, Biden's stock market bests Trump's. Well, you know, the stock market doesn't change in two months. It's, 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 it, well, this is still Biden, uh, Trump's stock market. It's they won't still give Trump's economy, you know. Yeah. Uh, when, when, we get, when, when all the bills start hitting and the stock market starts falling and people are out, out of work and everything, that's actually the Biden economy there. It'll be that, you know, just uh, the unfortunate thing is, is who's ever in the office gets the credit or they're supposed to get also get the get the bad stuff too but you notice how anything like like uh, they're trying to blame the, the border crisis because uh, I'll call it a crisis and I'll call it um, uh, a surge or whatever you want to call it and um, and right away they're trying to blame that on Trump what what he had it all shut off you know so know, they, they actually do uh, they actually say this is all Trump's fault and it again it was all it was increasing while he was still in the White House there was a surge last year yeah. blah 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 but no he had to control they certainly weren't letting COVID in across the border matter of fact it yeah. was the Democrats when when President Trump shut down the Chinese and Europe from coming into the country uh they called them racist uh, this yeah. was a racist thing to do and Joe Biden was that was stupid man that's that you don't do that and meanwhile, you know, we've got Hunter Biden coming out with his new book talking about his cocaine habits and, uh, and nobody cares. I mean, nobody cares that this guy is has bought, been sold and well, bought off by the communist Chinese. Nobody cares. See, we, we, keep, we keep saying nobody cares. No, it's the it's the mainstream media that's trying to tell us that we don't care. People care. But 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 that's what you've got to get people to stand up. And, and I don't care how bad it looks and all this kind of thing. You've got to you've got to have heart. You've got to be able to stand when nobody else will stand with you sometimes. And, and uh, you've got to you've got to let our Republican leaders know our generals, our lieutenants, our colonels, our famous warriors to protect this American experiment and and the only really free experiment on the planet that, hey, we got your back. The new media gets the word out. Look at any Trump uh, rally, whammo, we're on it. Any Trump tweet, whammo, we're on it. And so, and I know that guys like Mitch, they're antithesis 
to Trump and us. I'm sorry, but they are the Republican wing of the swamp. Uh, going clear back to Rockefeller. But my favorite, one of my hobbies is to figure out when did the media go bad? And of course, my theory goes, um, obviously, the 1964 Sullivan Act, when um, a liberal Supreme Court allowed the media to yell fire in a theater and then be covered and hide behind the First Amendment. Prior to that, they were getting sued all the time. So it kind of kept them honest, but not that honest, because go back to the 20s after this great socialist takeover of a, an entire country, Soviet Union. Woohoo, we got socialism now. And every college professor and all the publishers were going, oh, I want to be on that club because I'm one of the smart people too. And they only allowed one reporter from the entire United States into the Soviet Union to report out how awesome socialism was. And guess which paper? That's right, the New York Times. New York Times, yeah. And so he promptly you know, gave us propaganda. And as because the New York Times reported it, bamo, that was the narrative around that would be a, the world. It, this, would, this would be an interesting topic because I, I agree with all that. And I think that those seeds are definitely planted. And of course, the, le the left has, has dominated all the influence. They understand. I mean, they, they, I've always said that if they, if the Democrats could only have control of one part of our government, uh, it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the executive, the president, it wouldn't be the legislature, the uh, Congress, House and Senate, it would be the courts. And yeah. And that that's that's where they, and they've dominated there. They get those people in there. They get the first trial of Trump's administration. They put everything on hold. I mean, it was better than a veto. Uh, the other thing is, though, I really think from contemporary times that that Watergate changed the media in, in ways that are, are still uh, in their infancy. It became the way to become rich. It became the right way to become influence peddlers. You could take down a presidency. Uh, you would be cool. You would be hip. You would be, you know, the, the cool kids. And, you know, Jay, um, I want to bring up one real quick thing, though. We're, we're just, just remember the guy that drugged the cross up and was hung on it and uh, was put in the cave. He has arisen. And I want yep. to wish you all a happy Easter. Absolutely. And, and we do have a leader. And, and that's who he is. Thank you, Brian Yurks. Thank you, Skip the Man of the People. And happy Easter to all of you. God bless our country and our children. And please help those children on the border. Please, God, because Joe Biden doesn't care about them. Why iota? Good night. The Jane Carroll Show is live Mondays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and available anytime on your favorite apps and at, at the, the JaneCarrollShow.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.